Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, June 28, 2021. The 53.2% of the Italian population have received the first dose of the vaccine and 33% of the Italian population over 12 is fully vaccinated. The regions who fully vaccinated the highest percentage of the population are Lombardy, Lazio, Molise, Puglia and Friuli Venezia Giulia. Those who instead vaccinated the lowest percentage of the population are Sicily, Calabria, Basilicata, Tuscany and Trentino Adige. Looking at the most vulnerable age groups, the percentages of vaccinated continue to rise compared to the previous week. The fully vaccinated in the 60-69 years age group are 42%, in the 70-79 years age group are 51.5%, among the over 80 are 88.4%. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. This is the 14th week in a row that we see the numbers go down with a very good speed. Over the past seven days, with regard of the new positive cases, we averaged a percentage change of minus 31.2% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to COVID wards was minus 28.7%. With regard to intensive care units, instead, in the last seven days, the average change was minus 24.4%. On average, in the last seven days, we had 29 deaths a day, with a variation of minus 24.6% compared to the previous seven days. There were only 14 coronavirus-related deaths registered yesterday, the lowest figure since September 22 last year. From today in Italy, for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020, there is no longer the obligation to wear the mask outside, except in situation of gathering of crowds, but it must always be worn indoors, so it will be necessary to bring it with us always, even if, we, if outdoors we will not have to wear it. This applies to the white zones, but also from today, all Italy is in the white zone, the one with the least restrictions due to the virus. Remain in force the prohibition of gathering and the obligation to maintain a social distance and the need to always sanitize our hands very well. In addition, the masks should still be worn on public transports such as airplanes, trains and buses, in cinemas, theaters, supermarkets, either you are fully vaccinated, you received just the first dose or you didn't have any. But the good news is threatened by the Delta variant of the virus, with greater transmissibility and the potential to partially evade the immune response, which is seriously worrying the whole world and Italy too. Even here in Italy there are reported outbreaks, fortunately small and well traced for now. The affected regions are Lombardy, Campania, Piedmont, Trentino, Antoadige, Veneto, Emilia-Romagna, Tuscany, Umbria, Puglia, Sicily and Lazio. Much worse is going on in other areas of the world. There are new lockdowns and restrictive measures in areas that hope to be out of the nightmare, such as Great Britain, Israel, Australia, Portugal and Russia. Let's hope it won't happen in Italy too. Yesterday, the head of the government, Draghi, said very clearly that the pandemic is not over. It must still be addressed with determination, attention and vigilance, and that the Delta variant is already creating uncertainty even on economic recovery. It is a clear and strong appeal directed to all Italians who understandably are exhausted and would like to stop worrying once and for all, but doing so would put at risk the coming months. Having to talk again about red zones in September would be terrible. For this reason, the vaccination strategy is changing again and is returning to reduce the number of days between the first and second dose to have the highest possible number of Italians completely vaccinated. This, however, encounters difficulties due to other factors. 
The fact that some regions decide to do it differently, the fact that more doses of vaccines are needed, the lack of confidence of part of Italians intimidated by the problems we had with some vaccination of the AstraZeneca vaccine, and the vacations that usually see many Italians move away from the cities where they live and where they should receive the doses of vaccine. Although a survey says that 63% of Italians are willing to adapt their vacations to the date of vaccinations, while 23% of Italians prefer to postpone the vaccine in order to enjoy their vacations, and the remaining are undecided. The choice to vaccinate before going on vacation is also driven by the possibility of accessing the Green Pass that allows you to enjoy offers and services otherwise precluded. The fact remains that the Covid emergency has conditioned this year the choice of the place of almost one out of two Italians, 49%, who go on vacation. In fact, 33% of vacationers will remain within the region and only 6% plan to go abroad. The rest will go to a region other than that of residents. Many Italians were angry yesterday when they read the news that explains well the difference between the previous Italian government and the one we have now, in this case with reference to the two commissioners chosen by the two different governments to manage the Covid emergency. The current commissioner has decided to publish a notice to put up for sale 218.5 million masks. 218.5 million masks purchased by his predecessor the one appointed by the former government, masks that are devoid of the necessary mark of the European Union, without which they cannot be used to protect against the virus because they are not efficient, but that can still be used in other industries. These 218.5 million masks were purchased during the first phase of the pandemic between April and May last year. The Corte dei Conti, the Italian institution delegated to examine, among other things, the waste of public money, and here for sure there is waste of public money, will open an investigation into this matter. Unfortunately, these masks cannot be recycled in any other way. It's a pity because according to a recent research, the Italian recycling industry has the primacy in Europe. In our country, 79% of waste finds a new use against 56% in France and 43% in Germany. Italy is also one of the few European countries that from 2010 to 2018, despite an already high recycling rate, still improved its performance with a plus 8.7%. In the industrial recycling of the so-called classic fractions, steel, aluminum, paper, glass, plastic, wood and textiles, we are the European country with the highest recycling capacity, even in absolute value, higher even than Germany, which boasts a much larger economy. These goals are the result of the Italian way of doing business, but they are also the result of innovations that we have continued to introduce in our production cycles and that will play an important role in achieving the goals of the recovery plan, giving greater competitiveness to our, our economy, producing new job opportunities and strengthening the drive towards sustainability. The Scuola Superiore Sant'Anna in Pisa, Tuscany, is the only Italian university to enter the top 10 of young universities in the world, i.e. those under 50 years of age. This is the sixth consecutive year for the Sant'Anna in Pisa. This was established by the ranking published by the British periodical Times Higher Education, which includes 475 universities from 68 countries and sees eight Italian universities in the top 100. The other seven universities are two universities in Milan and Lombardy, the San Raffaele and the Bicocca, the universities of Tor Vergada, the University of Tor Vergada in Rome in Lazio, and then those of Bolzano in Trentino Antoadige, Verona in Veneto, Brescia in Lombardy and Bari in Puglia. 
The parameters considered are teaching, research, citations, international openness, openness and collaboration with industry. Let me end this episode of With Italian News with a great news story about my city, Rome, and the most famous monument in the world, the Colosseum. After two hundred and a half years of work to shore up the Colosseum underground passages, tourists will be able to go down and wander through part of what had been the ancient arena's backstage. During the centuries when spectators filled the Colosseum to watch spectacles replayed by gladiators and wild animals, the public was forbidden from venturing below stage level. The ban lasted from 80 AD when the amphitheater was inaugurated and did the last show in 523. Dozens of mobile platforms and wooden elevators were employed in ancient times to haul up to stage level vivid scenery as well as performance and animals from the dramatic entrances. Now, tourists will be able to stroll down a walkway 530 feet long to view some of what were originally 15 corridors that circled the underground levels. The original arena had a stage, but it was removed in the 19th century for archaeological exploration of the underground level. The new stage will also allow for holding cultural events. You have no more alibis now. What are you waiting for to book your next trip to Italy? Already today there is a plus 43% increase in foreign visitors expected this summer compared to last year's summer. Soon we the Italians will be able to help you also in this. Stay tuned and plan to visit Italy, please. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News. Please stay safe and stay healthy. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.